It's 2021. We made it. We're here. Wow. I'm so glad to be back at the microphone slash iPhone recording this first episode of 2021. By the time you listen to this, we will already be in 2021. And I'm just really glad to see 2020 wrap up in many ways. And I'm looking forward to a fresh year, a new year. And I I'm glad that you're here for this. If you're listening to this, uh, you made it. And if you're new here, welcome to the Wellness From Within podcast. I'm Melissa Stewart, your host, and I am just thrilled that you found us and that you are walking along this journey with us. If you are an original listener, we're almost to a year of producing the podcast, and that's a really big deal. I shared this on my social media pages back in December, but Spotify, which is one of the podcast channels that airs the podcast, sends out like an end-of-the-year recap, and they sent an email to me in December kind of giving me the stats of the podcast and that sort of thing. And I was so surprised when I opened the email and it said that the podcast had been downloaded over 5,000 times in four different countries. And I was just almost couldn't believe it because when I started the podcast in March of 2020 during the pandemic, my goal was really just to create an outlet for me to kind of voice some of the some of the things that I wanted to share with everyone about wellness and health. And I had all this time on my hand. And so I just started a podcast and I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. I'm still recording in my closet on my iPhone. I don't have a studio or a fancy microphone, although I'd love to get one really soon. But I just started and I really didn't know who would listen. But you know, at the end of the year, I find out there's been over 5,000 downloads. And that was huge for me because I just really want my words to matter. And I want someone to be encouraged. And I feel like if one person would listen, it was just, it would have just made my day. So thank you for being here. Thank you for making this podcast a real podcast. If you weren't listening, there would be no reason to record. And I'm just glad you're here. I wish that we could have a conversation face to face. It is a little bit different talking into a, a, an iPhone at people versus having dialogue, but so is the podcast world. So welcome to 2021. And I just want to start out this first episode of the year talking a little bit about goal setting. And I know everyone's talking about goal setting. So if you're like, oh my goodness, I cannot listen to another podcast or another speech about setting goals. I'm with you. Like I am one of those people that the word goals in general is almost on the list of words I'm not fond of. So that's why I wanted to record a podcast about it because I think we need to rethink the way that we approach goal setting. And then maybe you will be a little bit more fond of the idea behind the whole goal setting approach. And I thought as we go into this new year with reflecting on all of the things that have transpired in 2020 and really trying to 
focus maybe more on health and wellness. And if you're here, that's really what we talk about here. And I thought, you know, there's so many of us that really need to focus on our health and well-being this year because a lot of the issues that we're facing right now are are just a buildup of a lack of focusing on our well-being for so long. Like we've, we've not focused on our physical well-being. We've not focused on our mental well-being. We've not focused on our spiritual well-being. And here we are in the perfect storm of everything we're experiencing right now in our world. So I really think that this, this episode will help us all to kind of rethink the, the way that we approach goal setting at the same time, help us to move forward and reach some of these milestones that we really want to reach. And so we're going to dive into this little thing called the New Year's resolutions. And we're going to dive into something else that's kind of a slogan that you may have heard out there, the new year, the new you, and a few different practices that we might can work on instead of these things. So if you're ready for a new approach to the year, let's jump on in. Welcome to the Wellness From Within podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Stewart, an overthinker and purpose-driven gal who knows what it's like to be underwhelmed and overwhelmed at the exact same time. Follow along and we'll learn to fight fear with faith, to live life on purpose, and ultimately discover true wellness from within. Okay, so remember back to January of 2020, right? It seems like a long time ago. A long time ago, I know, in many ways. But if you reflected then to 2020, you might remember some of the big goals that you that you set for yourself or maybe some intentions that you put down on paper at the beginning of 2020, And maybe you made like a handful of resolutions then that you wanted to implement into your life. And hey, I know 2020 was so topsy-turvy of a year, so it really doesn't even count. But if you think about before the pandemic even started, I'm sure that many of us, myself included, could say that we found ourselves already pushing aside those resolutions before January was even over. And the resolution that we made resolved nothing except to remind us that, you know, we really aren't in control of it all. We really aren't in control at all. And I think if, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that the traditional approach to goal setting and life in general doesn't really work that well for us. Like the, the methods that we've used to approach our life, to plan our days, to plan our years, it's really not serving us anymore. Especially when the unpredictable flares up like it did in 2020 and like it often does. I mean, even though 2020 highlighted uncertainty for us in a magnified way, is it really all that different from any other year in our life that things just don't always go like we plan them to? And that this illusion that we have of control and 
it, it causes us to, to think that we can predict the possibilities of the future, what it might hold. But no matter how hard we try, we, we really can't. So here's a question that I started asking myself several years ago was, if I'm not in control of it anyways, and if the uncertainty is going to happen no matter what, how do I approach goal setting? How can I set goals for myself if none of it's going to transpire or if none of it's going to go the way that I plan because I'm not in control of this thing? And so you might be asking yourself the same question, like how can you move forward and make progress without getting stuck when things don't go as planned? And is it even possible to stay grounded and focused on the things that really matter when uncertainty rises up? Is that possible? So stick around. Let's see if we can walk through some of these things today. Okay. And if you guys know anything about me, you know that I'm an Enneagram 6 which in the textbook of Enneagrams, it's, I'm called the loyalist. But a lot of the things that happen around the Enneagram 6 or a lot of the ways the Enneagram 6 expresses feeling is, tends to be fear-based, or at least that's the stigma around the 6, that they're fear-based. But really it's more about the 6 being aware and understanding that there are risks involved in everything. And so the six tends to consider the worst case scenario, but they also tend to consider like the, the what ifs about every thing in the scenario, whether that's good or bad. And so as an Enneagram six, I know firsthand how, what it means to fear change and like dodge instability because a six wants to be stable and secure and they do not like instability. And so I personally do not like to rock the boat in any way. Even though I know deep down that at some point the boat is going to be rocked. And so when it comes to goal setting, you know, I've always struggled with setting goals because I always feel like I'm setting myself for, self up for failure because I feel like I'm going to set these goals and I already know that something's going to happen and I'm not going to be able to accomplish them. And then I'm going to be hard on myself and I'm going to find myself stuck right back in the same you know, scenario that I was before I set the goal. So I want to share what's worked for me in the past. And spoiler alert, it's not a New Year's resolution, (laughs) but it's about approaching and setting rhythms in your life versus a resolution. And I want to share some specific ways that this can be possible for you. If, If you followed me for any amount of time, or if you're my friend in real life, you know that one of my favorite mottos is small shifts equal great impact. And that is the exact approach I like to take when I am thinking about goals for myself at the beginning of the year or anytime. Because for me, it has to be a cumulative shift. It has to be a cumulative change that adds up over time. I have a really hard time considering the big picture. Not that I don't see the big picture, but when I, when I look at the big picture every single day, it's just too overwhelming for me to digest. And that's the sixth portion of me going, but what if that, and what if this, and what if that, if I'm looking too far down the road and I'm looking at this big picture, I have too many questions along the way. So I'm all about small shifts that add up to the great impact over a period of time. 
And I've never been a, a fan of New Year's resolutions. And here's why. If you look at the dictionary, the, the, the definition of a resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something. A firm decision. And we just discussed that life is anything but firm or absolute. And so why set myself up for disappointment right from the start? And I've always been about this sustainable shift that we can make because some changes last for a week and some changes might last for a year or some might last for a lifetime, but they're small, impactful, take me in the baby step direction toward my destination. Because what happens is when I take baby steps toward my goal, then I am open to maybe accepting the idea of change a little bit easier because I've, I've got these small baby steps in place. And maybe I'm going to end up going to a place that I never even planned to go. Like my goal could change. And this is the beauty of creating rhythms versus resolutions because there's, this, there's something beautiful that happens when we're open and surrendered to the process of life and and to the plan of God in our life versus this hard, firm, absolute resolution when we set goals. When we're flexible to shift as we need to, we can discover so much about ourselves in the process that we release this pressure of this firm resolution or this decision that we've made. And this is different from being wishy-washy in everything. I mean, I'm all about standing firm in certain areas and beliefs of my life. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also all about surrendering to the process along the way. And when I'm focused on rhythms over resolution, I'm more surrendered to the plan of God even as he molds and shapes me along the way because I may set a goal for myself that I think is, you know, a really good goal. And out of good intention, I'm working towards it. And somewhere along that path, my steps ordered by the Lord, you know, he may take me down on a different direction that I had not seen because I can't see the end from the beginning like he can. And instead of being frustrated and anxious and upset when my plan doesn't work, I'm able to shift and move with the spirit of God in my life as he leads me, even towards these goals. Okay, another stigma that you may have heard lately, or I say stigma, this is a marketing slogan, I believe, that's marketed. It's this idea of this new year, new you. And I get it. I mean, I've probably used it in some of my verbiage before, but I started thinking about it because it's so enticing, right? Like, like it's a new year, and because we've got a new year, there's a new you waiting around the corner. But here's the problem. There's absolutely nothing about the new year that creates the new you. I mean, the start of the new year could be just as magical as the start of a new day or a new hour. Like every moment is a new start. But the self-help industry has really played into the 
the mask maybe or the depressive state or discouragement of so many people, they offer this hype around the new year. Like, okay, guys, it's the new year. You can put off the old and we're going to, this is a new you. And the, the marketing maniacs are like, going rampant telling you, you know, if you do this or you eat this or you, you buy this machine, you know, you can be transformed into this brand new person because it's a new year. And there's just simply no evidence really to support those kinds of claims, except for leaving most people feeling more depressed and discouraged than when they started. Because those things don't bring transformation. They're just tools that we can use, but in and of themselves, they have no power to transform us. And it breeds this all or nothing mindset in most people, like like I'm sitting on the couch and I've not done anything with myself for three or four months because I've just become a couch potato to now I'm going to all of a sudden get up and ride a Peloton bike five mornings out of the week. And that most of the time doesn't happen. And I'm not against Peloton bikes because I've actually considered getting one myself, but I'm using that as an example. Like the Peloton bike in itself is wonderful, but it's this idea that we've created around the Peloton bike that it's going to change our lives. And while it is a tool that can definitely help us, it's not the end all be all. And we have to know that like we cannot fall prey to this marketing scheme of new year, new you, and then go out and buy a $3,000 bike. And now we're, you know, not riding it and we're frustrated and we're $3,000 in debt and the bike's sitting there hanging clothes on it or what have you. I mean, these are all scenarios that I'm assuming most people have experienced. Um, It's almost like they're they they're playing into your emotion and they're like taking you to the top of this mountain because you you're feeling so, you know, victorious and you're like, I can do this. And it's, it's a great intention. And then it's like, they just throw you off the edge and it's like, okay, you've got your bike and then you just fall and you're, it's never a soft landing. And it is exciting. And there is this eagerness and there's newness that comes with the new year. And it is It is a really exciting time and it's an enticing time for people that are marketers. And especially after the year that we had in 2020, right? Like we're all ready to turn over a brand new leaf as soon as possible. But the truth is still there. Like we, even in the new year, we are still broken people. We still live in a world that is not controlled by human hands. And we still have to navigate uncertainty. We have to be able to create space for ups and downs of life because no matter what, they're going to happen. New year or not. And in my coaching practice, I've seen a common thread over and over when it comes to goals, health goals in particular, because And here's the thread. Here's the common thread that I see. People want to feel better than they currently feel. That's what it is. It's, this is the bottom root of it all. We want to feel better than we currently feel. Like instead of feeling anxious and burnt out and guilty and insecure or overwhelmed, you know, we want to feel energized. We'd rather feel confident and joyful and productive and safe. And while I know that feelings are not permanent, 
they are the language of our body. They are a bridge that can help us figure out. They can connect us to where we need to go, which is really where we're trying to get is to be transformed. We want to be transformed. We want to be a new person. Do you see the new year, new you? This is the thing we want. But what is it that gets us there? And I believe we start with feeling. Why feeling? Well, because feeling, like I mentioned earlier, feeling is the language of our body. Think about how your body reacts to particular feelings. Like what happens to your body when you feel angry? You tense up. You can feel your jaws clench, right? What happens to your body when you feel sad? We have feelings for a reason. They're speaking to us. That is the language of our body talking back to us. And if we will listen and notice, we will find the transformation. We can reach our goals this way. So I want to walk you through a little practice that you can do at the beginning of this year. And this is not a New Year's resolution goal setting seminar, but this is a practice that you can put into place to help you achieve your goals. And it's going to be different than what you've ever done before, but I want you to follow along with me as I give you three simple steps to follow. Number one, I want you to get a journal and I want you to write. This is going to be a writing practice and it's going to be a personal practice. This is not something that you're going to share on Instagram or Facebook. You're going to write this in your own book and you're going to be honest with yourself and you don't have to show it to anyone. But I want you to ask yourself this question. How do you want to feel this year? And I know you're probably thinking, Melissa, seriously, I'm not about feelings. I don't want to talk about feelings. I don't think that feelings are real. I think they come and go. And so what's the point of talking about them. You know, we're not supposed to just live on our feelings. I, I'm agreeing with you on all those things, but if you will listen to, if you will walk with me a few minutes and just hear me out until why I think this is an important way to approach our goals, you can, at the end of this, try it or not, but I'm telling you, it's a way that has worked for me in many different areas of my life, but especially when I want to change something or set a goal. How do you want to feel this year? Write this down in your journal? Do you want to feel lighter, more loving? Do you want to feel at peace? Do you want to feel energized or calm, clear? Do you want to feel grateful or free? What feeling do you want to experience this year? And this is not to set you up for a false narrative because intuitively, we know that we're going to experience negative feelings as well. Like I'm not trying to set you up for, I want you to write all these positive feelings down and this is how we're going to live. No, but I do want you to take notice of how you want to feel because taking notice of how you want to feel will require you to address how you currently feel. Because if you currently felt energetic and calm and grateful, then you probably wouldn't want to feel those things this year because you already feel them. And this is an exercise that you need to write out on paper. 
get your thoughts out, clear your head, make space for new ideas and sweep away some of those old beliefs that get stuck in your mind. How do you want to feel? So after you've written that down, what are some of the words to describe how you want to feel this year? And then underneath that, I want you to write, how do I feel right now? And maybe it is some of those negative feelings. Maybe you are feeling insecure. Or maybe you're feeling lonely or burnt out. Maybe you feel sad, afraid. Be honest about how you're really feeling right now. And then from there, and this is a practice that you can do in one day or you can do this over a few days, but after you've written down how you want to feel and after you've written down how you do feel right now, I want you to start to look at why you're feeling the way you feel now and what those feelings are teaching you about yourself. That there is transformation on the other side of feeling. Feeling is the language of your body. A lot of times we face negative feelings and we, we feel sad and then we, we push it away. We suppress it because we don't want to feel sad. We don't want to feel anxious. We don't want to feel lonely or afraid. So we, when it rises up, we push it away. But there's something to be said about identifying that feeling and setting with it to understand what it's trying to tell us. Why are we afraid? Why are we sad? Why are we experiencing loneliness? Why are we experiencing anxiousness? And if we're honest, those things that come up will lead us out of that feeling into the feeling that we want to feel. It's an intentional practice, but it will, it will change your perspective. It is a powerful practice that will help you to walk through your feelings because a lot of the things that we do and a lot of the reasons that we do the things we do is because we want to feel a certain way or because we already feel a certain way. Like when you come home in the afternoon after a long day at work and you're frustrated at your coworkers, why do you get upset at your family so easily? Why is frustration showing? Because you had a rough day at work and you got upset at your coworkers. That's why. That's the feeling. That is the language of your body. So the first thing I want you to do is to go through this feeling practice in your journal. How do you want to feel this year? How do you feel right now? And what are the feelings teaching you right now? Or why, why are you feeling this way? Next, I want you to ask yourself, what is my focus this year? So you've already talked about how you want to feel this year. Now, what is your focus so now we can walk through focusing on tangible items. Like we can't just live on feelings. Yes, we want to feel, you know, happy and energized and free. We want to feel those things this year. Yes. But now we need to talk about actionable, actionable steps that will move us forward toward our goal, which is to be transformed, right? To be, to be made whole in our, in our wellness. So before you start to make a list of long things, 
like I want to, you know, what's my focus this year? I want to, I want to lose five pounds. I want to run a marathon. I want to change careers. I want to quit my job and become an entrepreneur. I mean, those are all great things. But before you start writing down, you know, all this list of things, I want you to think about why you want to focus on this particular thing. So in your mind, if you've got some ideas of, you know, what you want to focus on this year is your goal and you are, you're thinking, you know, I really want to run a marathon this year. Before you write it down on paper, I want you to think about why you want to focus on this thing. Is that thing going to help you feel the way you want to feel? If you wrote down that you wanted to feel energized this year, will running a marathon help you to feel like that? If you wrote down that you wanted to feel more joyful this year, will running a marathon help you feel that way? Okay. One practice that I, that I also teach women is when I coach them is instead of to remove a list of items from your life, like let's say your goal is to lose five pounds and you think that to get you to that goal, you know, it's going to help you to feel more confident. That's the feeling you want to feel. And that's the reason that you want to lose five pounds is because you want to feel more confident. So now I need to figure out why or how I need to lose five pounds. And so I'm going to cut out all sodas and all sugar. Okay. What's going to happen is about three days into your new focus, you're going to be having a sugar attack and you're going to need a, a, a soda and a candy bar. And then you're going to you're going to eat the candy bar and the soda and you're going to think, oh my goodness, I'm a failure because I just, I just gave in to this, this behavior. So instead of thinking of all these things you need to quit in order to reach your goal or your new focus, I want you to think of the ways that you can add in things to help you to reach that goal. For instance, instead of saying to yourself, I'm going to cut out all sodas and all sugar. I want you to say to yourself, I'm going to add in more water and more fruits into my day. So what you're doing, you're essentially crowding out the bad or you're crowding out the unhealthy and you're adding in the healthy. The idea that by drinking more water and eating more fruits that your body will eventually not crave the sugar and the soda anymore. And you will be creating new habits and eliminating old ones without much thinking about it, therefore creating small shifts that are leading you to great impact. So what is your focus this year? This is the second thing you're going to write in your journal. What is your focus this year? Whatever that is. And then lastly, what do you want to free yourself of? This is where your feelings and your focus come into play. Many of us get really stuck And we think we failed halfway through January because we are never free from those things that keep tripping us up. We need to know our obstacles. This is why the practice is personal, internal reflection. Because you need to be honest with yourself. What do you want to free yourself of? What do you want to be free of? And I'm not talking here about about doing all of this on your own will. When I'm talking about all these things, I want you to understand this is through the lens of the scripture, through the power of the Holy Spirit. But what is what are those things that are holding you back? Maybe there's a relationship that keeps tripping you up. Maybe it's a mindset that you've adopted. Maybe it's an old habit 
or a routine that you can't break, a belief around an old wound? What do you want to be free of? Do that work. Write down whatever comes up for you. And this release may not happen right away, but but the key here is that you are noticing. You are aware. You are curious. This will bring trust and surrender to your journey. These are the steps that it takes to be free. If you will work on these three things at the beginning of the year, how do you want to feel? What do you want to focus on? And what do you want to be free of? I think that you'll discover a new way to set goals that works. This is a process. You use these tools as a guide throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your year. Don't let this all or nothing mindset or this perfectionism mindset come in and get in your way. You don't have to go all in to make a change. You can make small shifts over time that lead you to great impact. There is no perfect goal setting routine. (laughs) And this one may not work for you. But everyone is walking through these same experiences. We're all human. Even if other people look like they have it all together and they've met all their goals for the year. I'm pretty sure that's not the truth. So stay focused on you. Stay focused on what God wants for you this year. Pray. Meditate on scripture. Ask God what what he wants you to focus on this year. Ask him to help you be free of these things that are holding you back. Just start writing in your journal and see what comes up. But this is an approach to goal setting that I've used and I know that it is a powerful tool. It helps us to go inward to find the answers inside of us rather than looking for answers outside of us. Use God's word as a guide. I hope that these tools will be useful to you. I hope that in some way, shape, or form, we can walk together this year to really experience wellness. Our world is in need of it. There is no one coming to be well for us. There's no one coming to do the work for us. We have to do the work for ourselves, friends. We've got to focus on being well in our mind, body, and spirit. We have work to do as Christians. We have a broken and hurting world out there that needs Jesus. And we've got to be well. We need to use our hands and our feet, our minds, our mouths to bring glory to him, to show others what it means to be well in Christ. We've got to get our minds off of the material world and the temporal things of this world. And we need to focus on what is eternal and what is right inside of us. So I hope you'll use these tools as you approach your goal setting for 2021. I'm really glad you're here. I'm looking forward to this year and what what it brings for all of us. My heart is on fire. (laughs) I feel like the Lord has sat me down at his feet this year 
or last year, 2020, sat me down at his feet and just kind of made me be still. And now I feel like I'm ready. And he has me in this place where I'm just overflowing, wanting to help empower women, especially Christian women, to be well. Like we've been bound for too long. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to be women of God and be well. I love you all. I love you all dearly. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful that you're here. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being a part of this community. If you are not following me on social media, I hope that you will do that. If the podcast has been an encouragement to you in some way, if you will go and leave a review, it will help other people find the podcast. It will help other people that are looking for this type of content to find us. So leave a review leave a star there. I think you can, you can rate it. Um, all of that helps until next time. I'm sending lots of love and great expectation your way.